The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of the Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. No, definitely. <laughs> no, no, no. The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave. Dave, Dave smells like nougat. Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. All right, welcome to Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by you, the fan. Uh, listen, we got we got the Patreon program today going. Today is today the worst day of your life. It is today. Today is most assuredly. Today? Is today the worst day of your life? Yeah. Uh, because <laughs> I had my friend Matt, and he helped me with audio last night for like 90 minutes, and we worked on it and worked on it and worked on it, and we were so excited when we got it to like, a B minus level, and Matt's like, you could do the show tomorrow, and 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 then I'll listen to it, and we'll we'll fix whatever's wrong. And it was such a disaster in the pre-show today that I went back to the old original headset before I bought all the equipment. That's how bad Dave, Dave, and Andrew were like, oh my god, that's the worst fucking sound I've ever heard. <laughs> and we're back, we're back to the original nine dollar headset. You actually sound pretty good right now. <laughs> it's amazing. And we'll, we'll see how it goes on the recording. But So I wanted to mention to people, we, we're doing something new. We, we got the patron program set up where if you donate a dollar, you get all the quick shots that me and Andrew do. You get um, all the 2019 drunk histories uh, that we're going to do in 2019. We have six of them scheduled. Um, and you're going to get, if we raise to $300 level, uh, you get the extra full podcast that me and Andrew will do during the week. So donate a freaking dollar a month and get the quick shot and the extra podcast. It's well worth it. And eventually we'll have B minus audio. Um, so yeah, you don't get the quick shots anymore if you don't donate. That's yeah. So we're doing for patrons only. Yes. A dollar. That's all we want is a dollar. So it's a buck. It's a buck. So Andrew, um, the Saints actually made some news. They cut Brandon Coleman, which is a little, su- little surprising, not really. But I feel like I feel like he's he's like going to be the wide receiver version of Bryce Harris. Like he's the first. He's on. He's by the white courtesy phone if they have an injury. Oh yeah, yeah. And you know, I I could also see. I mean, I, you know, obviously it depends on his health. I think he just couldn't get on the field, and you know, hopefully eventually he can get healthy. But I, I think it's one of those things where. You know, I think they could randomly sign him even if they don't have an injury. In other words, like week six, you know, we have opponent X and they are terrible against the run. Uh, and, you know, Sean Payton thinks, man, you know, get in there, block have right a good blocker on the perimeter. And I, I could just see them sign Coleman 
and on a short week, get him into the game plan and incorporate his skills. And, you know, and then he's cut the next week because, you know, they want to go more pass heavy or whatever. So, you know, I, I could see him even be like situationally signed as it fits the game plan. If Brandon Coleman, will he be on the roster October 10th? Uh, yeah, probably to be honest with you. I, I mean, this was just, you know, he's had a, he's got an issue with his hip. He's got an issue with what his neck. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, he couldn't pass the physical, um, and it's just a situation where he's not ready. He's not ready to be, uh, participating in practice and training camp. And I think they would rather have, you know, he, he's not that great, where mm-hmm. you're just going to keep them around regardless. And I think that they just, you know, they, they would rather see another right. They'd rather bring in another wide receiver or, or, or give all the other wide receivers more time. Uh, and they'd rather get a look at those guys to see what they've got uh, in them. I mean, cause I think they kind of already know what they've got in Brandon Coleman. Um, so why waste a roster spot? Um, or, or why waste that roster spot when they could sign somebody else at any other position, really? Um, but, you know, Peyton alluded to it. This is not the last time we're going to see Brandon Coleman. Well, I think this explains why he, you know, and not, not that he was anything special um, prior to this offseason, but I think he played well enough, you know, to get, for some team to kind of gamble on a guy of his size and give him a, you know, a two-year, $4 million deal, you know, kind of a, you know, a, a low-level free agent deal. And, you know, I was surprised that he lasted that long in free agency with no one signing him. And then I was too. I mean, came back, came back for the minimum to the Saints for one year. And uh, I guess in hindsight, that was a hint maybe that something He was the was Sterling up. Moore of 20, 20, 2018, Andrew. We remember with Sterling Moore, we're like, yeah. he's going to get an offer. It's like, somebody will give him something. And no one ever did. Yeah. Um, so the Saints play Thursday. Football is back. Thank baby Jesus. Um, Taysom Hill. Do you? Do, do, I still think he's going to start. Andrew. Taysom Hill is he going to start or not? You. Th- what do you think? Uh, I don't think he will start because I think Savage will. Oh God, Savage is so bad. He's so fucking. He's worse than this audio. Yeah, but you know, uh, well, that's bad. That is he. Well, I'm just saying, man. He's he's. he's Ralph, ter- why do you have to be so hurtful, man? I have um, to be hurtful because I'm know, angry. I, I just think uh, from everything I've read, I mean, it sounds like Savage is outperforming uh, Hill, and I think they're going to reward him with the start. Oh Lord! If if Savage plays, my liver will die. It will. I, I will. I will have to go to dialysis. I, I, but the good news is that they have six dialysis places within like four blocks of my house, so it won't be bad. Um, my house. Dave, Davenport's not practicing. Like, when do we start to panic over him not practicing? Like, when do you, when do you start going? Uh, I'm worried. Um, <laughs> I. You know, I'd say it, it just sucks because he, you know, he's a rookie and obviously he's a raw rookie. Uh, I, you know, he's not going to be like a Marshawn Lattimore and Alvin Kamara where I think he's going to come in and contribute uh, at a level like that. 
And I think he he's a rookie, even though he's a first round pick, he needs reps and he needs to be um, practicing and playing and getting those reps, those meaningful, meaningful reps. When's the turning and point, though, Andrew? He's like... obviously not getting it. I would say, I mean, you know, I don't know, by 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 week three of the preseason, I'd say, I mean, if you've missed the first two games and you haven't been practicing during that time either. I think that's where you could start to worry, uh, you know, and depending on the severity of the yeah. injury, then, you know, you could start thinking, well, maybe they're going to put him on IR or whatever. Oh, or, Lord. Uh, For six weeks. So, yeah, it would be disappointing. It would, yeah. And it would be disappointing because of the preseason. Yeah. Of the preseason. I mean, and it would be disappointing because, you know, again, I, I don't think that we should expect, you know, him to just come in and light it up the his rookie year, even though he's a first round draft pick. I mean, that was never, that was never his thing. Nobody ever said, yeah, this is a guy that's going to come in and, and transform your defense instantaneously. The reports, you know, and the belief was always that he's a raw project. who's going to take a little while. You got to play. So I think he, he's got to play for a year. I think for, yeah, I, I, yeah. I think for year one, your hope, your hopes and expectations were that he would play most of the season and be healthy and that he would, you know, he would show flashes here and there enough to say, okay, year two, you know, he needs to take the, that and just take it to the next level and kick it up. Uh, but if he's not even playing, uh, you know, then you've really lost a year. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like, you, they need they need him to they need him like to get reps. Andrew, you know what? What did we say about when Stanley Jean Baptiste? Why we knew he was terrible because the Saints were desperate at cornerback and he wasn't playing. Right? Um, I saw him get a 15 yard penalty and get yanked out of the game uh, on Thursday <laughs> night. Did you guys see that I in the Hall of Fame game? He was, was playing for the Ravens. He, uh, he he got a personal foul after the play, and the coaches pulled him. Nice. I can't believe he's still getting checks. Like yep. his physical, his physical ability must be like perfume to football coaches. Like they just, like he just walks in the room and they just like can't resist it. It's it's <laughs> the fucking, it's the most craziest thing. Um, so another guy that just like the media is just gushing over him is Anzalone. I just, I just had to mention Anzalone because I wanted to play the Mario Brothers theme. Um, but he's going to be How like... How does that even apply? Is it like an Italian thing? Yeah, I guess so. I just... Okay. I, but he's going to be like... That's the, a stretch, Ralph. It's a stretch. But as, I, look, I, this... I, as an Italian-American, Ralph, I am very offended by this. I mean, you just think <laughs> all Italians are plumbers or... Have vowels at the end of their names. Uh, I mean, this is this is some this is bullshit. This is I could have I could have. Did you want? Would you prefer the Godfather theme, which you've never seen? <laughs> I could I could have played the Godfather. Oh, man. Uh, um, Dave, your first and last name end with uh, vowels. Not my first name. No, my last. Yeah. So well, Dave, that's a Nick. That's not really Dave. Well, David is my official birth name yeah with an e at the end <laughs> david day um but like what because the starters aren't going to play hardly at all thursday like maybe a series so like andrew what are no. you well i mean you know you go based on history i think and sean payton's a creature of habit and you know i think 
at least with the Saints, we have the luxury of a regime that's been in place for a long time, so you can start to see patterns and you know, pay attention to what they've done in previous years and have a pretty good sense that they're going to stick to the plan. Um, you know, Last year, first game of the season, Chase Daniel started. I think he did two series, I want to say. Um, and then it was Nassib and then Garrett Grayson uh, the rest of the game. So uh, what I think we'll see, and you know, I'm not sure between – uh, Hill and Savage who starts. I mean, if I had to guess right now, I would guess Savage. But um, one of those two will start. And I think, unlike last year, I think last year the Saints were pretty confident that Chase Daniel was going to be the backup. And what they really wanted to do was see a lot of Grayson and Nassib. Well, this year, I think it's different. I think they actually want to see a ton of all three guys they have. And really maybe JT Barrett a little bit less because I think – Chase. We all know that Barrett's, Barrett's kind of at a bad camp, and he's probably not making the team. Chase. So I, I think we're going to get a heavy dose of Savage and Hill. Chase Daniel is an American hero because he's made $34 million, and he's completed like six NFL passes. Yeah, I did the math. It was like over $300,000 per per pass. <laughs> I, think it was, I think it was like 78 passes. That <laughs> is ridiculous. I mean, like... The thing is, like, teams didn't even sign him to be, like, the starting quarterback. They just sign him as the backup, and they give him ridiculous amounts of money. Uh, there was one team that, like, kind of... The Chiefs? Yeah, they, they signed him and Smith, but, like, this is before Alex Smith became really good. And they, I think it was kind of like, one of you is going to be the starter. But, like, he had a fair shot at it. Mm. He's, made, he's made so much money, though. I, he's, he's, my, he's my hero. He, he's a legend at the bank. Is what he is. Oh yeah. Um, so, whoever his agent is, it, that, the, I mean, he should get direct entry into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Do they have an agent Hall of Fame? Yeah. No, I'm just saying the Pro Football Hall of Fame. <laughs> the pro- yeah. I mean, if coaches get in. I mean, what this guy has done is so extraordinary. They can just play dollar dollar bills, y'all, and just drop money. I mean, from Matt for his- Flynn's Matt Flynn's agent is jealous of Chase Daniel. <laughs> That is, you are not kidding. Um, so, uh, here's the thing: we are are um, are uh, debuting a new segment this week um, that we call uh, Juju's Judgment. So, all rise for Juju's Judgments, and uh, it's going to be what it is: is it's five super smoking hot takes that Andrew has regarding the Saints and other things and he's going to deliver them and me and Dave are going to argue with him and I love this segment because I get to play the people's court theme and I get to do this (laughs) so Andrew go right ahead and start out with Juju's judgments alright well I've got kind of five uh, things that I think I think um, coming into the season Um, And the first thought that I have is uh, I'm going to go ahead and make the statement that I believe Teron Armstead will play 16 games this season. It's not a lie if you believe it. (laughs) Yeah, that's not happening. I just feel like, you know, he's had some bad luck. He has tried really hard to get himself healthy. He's gone to Germany. He's gone. He's done all these unconventional methods for getting his body healthy. And I 
want to believe that he's finally found the right combination. Um, you know, there all the reports are that he looks as good as he's looked in a really long time. He's saying he's feeling healthy, and I I just think he's due. I mean, I, I remember Zach Streif two years ago, kind of out of nowhere, had the best year of his career. Armstead's never had a 16-game season. And, you know, I, I could be wrong, and you know, it could be another year where he's banged up all the time, but uh, I think he's due. And so I'm I'm making that prediction, 16 games this year. Um. You sound like me. You sound like uh, when you described uh, Armstead's offseason. You just, it's like you described me with audio. He's tried different things. He did this. He went to a specialist. He went to a shaman. He prayed. Uh, That's right. And, and none and of look, it's going to work. Where we're, and look where we've ended up. <laughs> <laughs> it's not wrong. It's sad. It's sad, really. Uh, so what's the? I didn't, I didn't. I didn't know this was called Juju's delusional judgments. <laughs> Second, number two, uh, I believe that Boston Scott will score at least two touchdowns during the time Mark Ingram is suspended. I'm I'm down with this. I'm I'm I see the Boston Scott video clips on the Twitters, and I'm I'm totally down with this, Andrew. I think. Were you Were you at Ullman Stadium, Dave? No, I, I, I didn't. I didn't go. We we moved this weekend. We were settling into the house, so it was. We had too much going on this weekend. Yeah, otherwise I, I would have been there. I am, and now I don't. not your neck of the woods anymore. I know it's that's uh, you know it's funny because I that was I didn't think about that before we moved and just this on yesterday I was like oh wait a minute I can't just ride my bike to now you're hanging on Pontiff Playground. <laughs> <laughs> I now think I'm gonna have to drive to Yolman and park in the neighborhood. I think Boston Scott's going to do so awesome on Thursday. That Sean Payton is going to be in his press conference. He's going to be like, "Yeah, he missed. He missed the blitz pickup. He busted busted a play, and like he's going to like try to cool the, the like what do they say that he always uses the word? Don't put the anointing oils on him. Like Payton's going to try to like throw cold water on it because he's just going to have an awesome game, and he's going to have three features on him by Saturday in the Advocate, the Times Picayune, and um, other sites. Like he's going to just be." It's going to be Boston Scott twenty four seven next week. That's my. I, I think I think he will use the same quote he used for Kamara last year during preseason, which is at some point he's just going to stop playing him because he's going to say, "Yeah, we've seen enough." <laughs> I hope. Do you do you realize how awesome that'd be? That means the Saints would be three deep at running back. God, that would be. Oh yeah, it'd be beautiful. The only thing better. You right. to start playing Boston music, music of Boston on the podcast. <laughs> All right, uh, order in the court. Order in the court. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) So, number three, I predict that the highest rated Saints offensive player for the season will be Ryan Ramchek. He'll be rated ahead of Breeze, Michael Thomas, and Kamara. Wow. So far, this is on on pro football Right. So then far, what I think you're this saying the most believable. Then then Andrew, what you're saying is you're saying Armstead's gonna play sixteen game and Ramchek's gonna be higher rated than Breeze and Thomas. Basically, you're saying the Saints are gonna have the best pair of tackles in the NFL and it's not gonna be close. Yes. That's yeah, I, I and I'm not that's not to say that Kamara Thomas. I feel like I'm taking have, crazy pills. I don't think they're gonna have bad seasons. Um I just think Ramchek is Kind of a dark horse for me. You know, 
I mean, Pro Football Focus plays favorites. They have their guys that they think are amazing. That you know, kind of, it's always under the radar. And uh, I, I think this year, Ramchek is just going to be incredibly efficient at his position. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I, I think Ramchek's going to be a guy that's going to play like 12, 13 years and be, he's just going to be really good. And people are going to be like, why did he go 32? You know, um, which is in, it's interesting. It's interesting because offensive line play in the NFL is so bad. And he came from a school that played when it was one of the few colleges left that plays a uh, pro style offense and yet teams still didn't take him it must have been the hip thing but uh, I like that take so Andrew what's next all right well th- this was fun in games you know so- some of it was tongue-in-cheek some of it I kind of believe but uh, it's time to get serious now and you know I've got um, one that, that's pretty um, I think spot on here and I'm pretty confident this will happen um, I believe that the day of the opener of the season opener during, during the regular season, Rita Benson LeBlanc will take out a full-page ad out of the advocate, <laughs> and she will publicly air dirty laundry launching a full <laughs> smear campaign of Gale. All right? At this point, oh Gale goodness. will have no choice but to retort by leaking information about how many assistants Rita fired during her time with the Saints, and this will kind of start a long public season-long volley situation where each camp is trying to one-up each other. I gotta barbecue your ass in my lesson. And uh, this will all culminate in Gail finally <laughs> breaking and deciding to use her secret weapon, which is none other, none other than the King Cake Baby. That is it. Um, and she will use the King Cake Baby <laughs> to both terrorize and ruin any and all Rita public appointments. Public appearances uh, for the rest of the season. I, hey, if Gail threatened me with the king cake baby, I'd be like, I'm off. Whatever you need, because the king cake baby is frightening. Like people are like, the king cake baby got nominated as got... ace in the hole, right? Yeah, yeah, it's the ace in the hole. Yeah, like he's he's the scariest mascot in the universe. Like, if, there, if there's a scarier sports mascot than king cake baby, I have yet to meet him. Yeah, you know, it's like, uh, what was the guy during uh, Bounty Gate? The guy was it Cerullo that blew the whistle on everything. So you know, Cerullo, you know, when he was being interviewed by the NFL, you know, he said that he wanted protection and he didn't want his name revealed because he was afraid of what the Saints could do to him. And there were some implications that like they might actually pay someone to have him killed, or you know, I mean, I don't think he was that. Straight, you know, it, it, he didn't say it that clearly, but I, I think there were some implications there that the Saints may had ways of making him shut up or making him go away. Um, but no mention of the King Kink baby. I mean, why why would you ever pay a hitman or do anything when you could just stick the King Kink baby on someone? I mean, Dave, would there be anything more frightening in life? Like if you if you like wake up in That's the night. Very if you wake up in the night and you look out your bedroom window and like King Kink baby's head slowly rises and is in your window like i couldn't think of anything more scary than that at like three in the morning no yeah you're right (laughs) wasn't wasn't um, i mean i I, i'm shitting my pants just looking at my twitter feed and seeing a picture of him there's actually there's a movie i was just watching last night or the night before uh called happy death day and they're actually making a starring the king cake baby (laughs) um 
Yes. <gasps> oh like my goodness. The, uh, it's it's actually no, it's actually filmed in New Orleans. It's filmed a lot at like Loyola and Uptown. Um and they're actually filming the sequel, and I was actually on set of the sequel maybe like three months ago. It's going straight to beta. And, and no, apparently like it did really well. It made a lot of money. It was kind of like a cult favorite, and it made a whole bunch of money, and it was very cheap to make. <laughs> so, they're making so they're making a second one. But from what I saw of the first one, the killer wears, it looks almost exactly like the King Cake Baby mask. <laughs> I'm telling you, happy death. Copyright day. infringement. Well, that, I'm, I'm Googling it right now. I'm Googling it right now. But they, they stole that mask and they used it for their. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. This is why people listen to this podcast and put up with terrible audio for nuggets like that, Dave. See, Dave, Dave, it's not fiction. It's, uh, it's based <laughs> it's on a true story. It's real. It's real. Yeah, uh, okay. If you, if you, if I'm doing it right now. If you Google "Happy Death Day" and you go to images, there it is. It's that's it's freaking freaking me out, man. I think right. they, t- I think they took up. the. I mean, it looks like they actually took that mascot. <laughs> I mean, I wonder if like the Pelicans had to like sign off on this. Oh God, yeah. Right. Oh yeah, but it's 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 the King Cake Baby with a hood on. He's like wearing. Yeah, a hoodie. No, it's like it's like they just they just took the King Cake Baby's head. But it's like on a yeah, regular like, person's body, though. You so, can't, so you can't see his right. crown because the hoodie is covering his crown. <sighs> anyway, so that was... You don't, know, you don't know that it's the King Cake Baby. It could just be his, no, his, his, no, his evil twin. Son of King Cake Baby. Uh, so that... Yeah, this con- really does look like the King Cake Baby. So, so that concludes... Juju. No, no, no! I got one more. Oh, you got one more. Oh, yeah, you got the best. The best one's still to come. My apology. Yeah, yeah. All rise so, uh, for the last, best one. And certainly not least, uh, Sean Payton is going to have one game circled on his calendar this year, and it's November 11th against the Rams. That's my birthday. Uh, what's that? That's my birthday. Yeah, well, Ooh, so he's going to celebrate your birthday, Dave, by doing the following: uh, he's going to be in peak level troll mode. He will spend the entire game. Pumping the ball to only Tommy Lee Lewis and Boston Scott the whole game. And it's going to be in an effort to make sure they each individually outperform Brandon Cooks statistically. It will be forever be referred to as the midget game. And the game will end with Sean Payton pointing at Brandon Cooks and laughing in his face that two smaller players in his offense put up better stats than he did. That's insane. Uh, the only negative, the only downside to all this is that following this um, in the post-game locker room interviews, uh, Michael Thomas will then complain that he's not seeing the ball enough. And they'll ship him off to Kansas City for a first and a third next offseason. Yeah. <laughs> I like that one. I like that a lot. I have to say... Uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, I, I shit you not. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not even kidding. Uh, I was scrolling through Facebook while we were talking. And WDSU has a story on their website from uh, August 3rd. That was, what, Friday? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this is news is about a week old. Um, the King Cake Baby was officially named the creepiest mascot. I swear to you, on August 1st, <laughs> now this news uh, wrote, wrote an article. I mean, this is, you know just silly this isn't technically news but uh they wrote an article and they 
and they rank the creepiest mascot. Who was number two? Uh, I don't know. I got. It looks like it's a video. I'm telling you, man, it's Gail's secret weapon. She's yeah, taking man, stock but saying of the, it. Saying the King Cake Baby is the creepiest mascot, that's How like saying I'm the drunkest, cripplest Saints host of a podcast. I mean, you know, it's like saying today's Monday. Is it obvious? But who's number two? Like, I want to know. Like, it, it, Hold like, on. I'm watching it right now. Did I'm you guys see right the now. old Pelican before they, they redid its face? Yeah, he, it was not good. The old Pelican. Number two is Boltman, the San Diego Chargers. Oh, really? King he is Cake. Not remotely scary. King Cake well, Baby would cut Boltman's nuts off and eat him for breakfast, man. Scary at all, man. The King, the King, the, the weird thing is the King Cake Baby. Like they, the guy, they told the guy to make King Cake Baby creepy. They, they like that's what they wanted. Num- number three is the Stanford Tree. Stanford. <laughs> King Cake Wait, Baby. Did, Bolt, did Boltman uh, even make it to L.A.? Did he? Uh... I don't know. King Cake Baby would pee on Stanford Tree and then put him in the mulch machine. Stanford Tree kind of looks like old Greg. <laughs> I never really knew what Stanford Tree was, but I just Google imaged it, and <laughs> I'm getting a little bit of an old Greg vibe. From, B- before from the... we. Before we get to Twitter questions, I want to say, can you think... I cannot believe that, that we saw that article, literally, <laughs> while we were talking about it. That is so wild. <laughs> because I, I could talk about... destiny. I, I was thinking of, like, who's the ugliest Saints player in the history of the franchise? Because King Kick Baby is ugly. Who's just... Joel, like, Joel Schmenge. Oh, he was ugly. He was ugly as sin. Um, but... Jeff Charleston? I don't remember him. Um, I'll tell you who looks... He, he didn't look bad when he was with the Saints, but prison has aged he who should not be named by like 50 <laughs> years. That dude looks terrible, and I couldn't be happier, but I'm telling you, man, prison, it ages you, man. He looked fucking bad. He looked gaunt. He looked like a... Like a like a like an African child in need of a meal. If that that African child was fifty five, um, conversation makes me think of. Uh, do, do you guys remember the tennis player Petra Corda? Yeah, I, I don't know why, but my dad would always refer whenever his name or you know he he would come up in any capacity. My dad would always say refer to him as the ugliest tennis player of all time. <laughs> um, so, um. Dave, 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 you don't have any uh, nominees Saints. for ugliest Saints player. Uh, Joel, Joel Schmenge is currently the one to top. Joel Schmenge was ugly. Um, oh, of all time. Yeah. Uh, how did that guy look after he got hit with a sack full of quarters? <laughs> Cam Cleveland. Yeah, he, he was pretty ugly uh, prior to being hit in the face. That's a, that's a good one too. Uh, there's an offensive lineman in the Jim era, Jim Mora era that I can't think of. Tootie Robbins. Somebody had really bad oh, teeth. Oh man, your name is Tootie Robbins, and then you're also ugly on top of it. That sucks, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but Dave, uh, in my Channel Four column today, I name dropped you. Uh, what? Yeah, your your <laughs> your greatest preseason moment of um, Taysom Hill to Traquan Smith. Uh, uh, uh. 
So I was thinking, like, what's been the greatest preseason moment of, like, the last 10, 12 years of the Saints? I was thinking Reggie Bush on the run against Tennessee where he went one way and cut the other way. Um, but is there any, like, what's been the, like, greatest preseason moment of the last that you can remember, Andrew? Like one one particular Yeah, play? just like one particular thing or, or game that you were like, oh, that's awesome. And it, like, you remember all it. Of Adrian, I was going to say all of Adrian Arrington's work. <laughs> his, entire, his entire catalog of work. Andrew? Um, well, who's didn't we have a special teams touchdown a few years ago on a kick return or punt return? Yeah, they had a guy. He made the he made the roster and then blew out his knee. Harper or I can't. Yes, remember. Rod Harper. Rod Harper. Yeah. 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 And I would say his his punt return for a touchdown. That that's exactly who I was thinking of. And Kamar last year was awesome. Uh, oh, Joe I, Morgan. Didn't Joe Morgan? Oh, Joe Morgan too. too. Yeah. 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 So I just think that Taysom Hill to Traquan Smith could be phenomenal. So all right, let's get to um, let's get to questions. Should the, this is from Dylan? Should the Saints offer uh, New England a junk bond package of wide receivers in a trade for tight end Dwayne Dwayne Allen? Yeah, I mean I don't love the Saints tight ends right now, and they're all hurt. Um, so no, I think that some of them came back to practice today, right? Yeah, I don't know Watson. what's going on with who, man. I mean, he, he he's kind of approaching Brandon Coleman territory if he can't get on the field soon. Dwayne um, Allen is terrible. They ought to just if, if it comes down to it, play the dude that, that Nick Underhill and all the writers are writing about that they converted to wide receiver. Dan Aykroyd. Dan, Dan Arnold. Oh yeah, Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, just play mm-hmm. him. I mean, like they could the thing Tom is Arnold. like they could play him at they can split him out and they can play um John Wait, Phillips. Is he, no, he's he, is he tight end or receiver? He's tight end, right? He's a tight end. He yeah. was a receiver. He was a receiver though. They moved him and told him to like so gain. He, he, he can't block at all. Dude, Jimmy Graham never blocked his. He's never made a block his entire life. I mean, uh, uh, trap game, Dave. What what on the Saints schedule do you think is a trap game? And I don't have to go the whole schedule. Just go first month. I'm waiting for the Admiral Akbar. Sound effect. I don't have that. It's a trap. We got that. We got that cue. <laughs> oh, that was better. Never mind. <laughs> um, honestly, the Buccaneers game. Dude, right if the they lose to Ryan Fitzmagic at there home, you go. see that's, that's a trap right there. Oh my god! It's off to a slow start. It would be miserable. Uh, these are some good questions. Uh, bigger total: Marcus Williams interceptions or Mark Ingram touchdowns? Andrew. Say again. Mark, bigger number: Marcus Williams interceptions or Mark Ingram touchdowns. Mm. Don't you be, don't you be Whoa. dissing on my boyfriend. Yeah, I still think it's gonna don't be. You be Ingram, don't Ingram you be hating TV. on my boyfriend. Wow. I mean, Marcus Williams. I know this might make people crazy, and it, after, especially like the national media and other people, because of the play against Minnesota. I think he's going to be a top three safety in the NFL by the middle of this year. Like, he is fucking unbelievably good, you know? And um, if the Saints if the Saints have a pass rush, he could get into the 7-8 interception range, which is just ri- ridiculous. Um, How many did Sharper have in 2009? Nine. I mean... 
Sharper, Sharper was crazy. Sharper, like the last like five or six weeks, it was uh, um, not as many because his his knee went. Um, with the new kickoff, this is from Jacob. With the new kickoff rules, Andrew implied to favor return team. Do Kamara's chan- Kamara's chances of return duty increase have proven to be a true a true weapon throughout the year? Uh, no, I I think you know. It's one thing when you've got Ingram as a starter and you've got Adrian Peterson on the team and you're looking for ways, creative ways to get the ball in a playmaker's hands. Um, he's going to be the starter, especially with Ingram out. There's going to be plenty of opportunity to get the ball in his hands. They're not going to be taking risks like that. I mean, I could see him doing returns in a critical stage of an important game, um, you know, if playoffs are on the line or something like that. But no. There's no way these first four weeks that he's returning kicks, I think. Uh, this is from Bijan. Uh, Dave F. Anz- oh, here we go with your racist music. <laughs> if Anzalone uh, plays all 16 games, is the 2017 Saints draft the greatest draft in NFL history? Uh, okay, first of all, Anzalone. Anzalone. <laughs> Maybe. And alone. <laughs> um, I, I mean, you can only you could only make that argument, assuming Lattimore, Ramchek, Kamara, and all those guys continue play. to play at their level. Yeah. You know, if if, if all of a sudden Anzalone starts playing well, but Kamara uh, starts shooting the bed, well, then you know, then he does not. You, oh no. It's evened out. No, this is an actual football question from uh, Don Takana, uh, which is stunning. Uh, Takano. Takano. Uh, yeah, Andrew, which draft Five pick? Years. Which draft pick will be redshirted, <laughs> not named Rick Leonard? I don't think they're going to redshirt Leonard. I think he's going to be the Zach Streif guy. He's going to be tackle eligible, dude. No, that's that'll be Bushrod, man. Uh, so who's going right, to get? So who's the redshirt guy? Yeah. I'm gonna go with uh, Will. Will gave the clap. I think clap might be practice squad, man. I think they could sneak Will in. Will clap the gift. The gift that keeps on giving. Will clap. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, this is from CB. Does Davenport start the, st- the Does Davenport start the season starting if he can get healthy this week? Dave. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. Okafor seems back, man. Yeah, I, you know, and like, you know, it's like I, I hate when people say, I hate when we have when we're talking about starters or you know starting or whatever. Like, it's a rotational thing. Like, it doesn't, like, just because you are the guy that's announced when you're running out of the locker room before the game. I mean. There's there's little to that. You you could you could wind up playing less snaps than the guy behind you, uh, depending on how the game goes and how things go. But I think the key I think the key with with Davenport is if he gets healthy and he plays during the year. If he's not playing on third down, Andrew, then I'll be worried. It's not whether he's starting or how much he's playing, but if he's not playing on like. 30, 35% of the snaps when they're in third down and pass rushing, that means like yeah. Kikaha or Mohammed is ahead of them 
and that's bad. Well, I got a question. Speaking of Kika, does he make the team? That's a good question. I would say no, and they trade him. I think they swap him out for like a six or a seven. Here's the thing, though. Like people are, what, I hear from people. Somebody's going to trade for him. I hear that that Muhammad is bad at practice. Like that's what I've I've seen. I've seen uh, a couple of media people say that. Well, I mean, every, everybody's been saying that Trey Hendrickson has been Tearing outplaying it. Muhammad. Tearing it up. I like Trey Hendrickson a lot. He was coming on last year. I I, I made fun of him because I didn't think he'd have like five sacks, like people said. But he like his second year, I think he could get to that. Like he could be a four four nine four five sack guy. Yeah, he's I like, think Hendrickson's gonna be sneaky sneaky good this year. He's he's like sneaky sneaky because the draft was so good. Like I feel like he's the one that's forgotten the most because Anzalone played and and got hurt. And Muhammad was so good in the preseason. Like Hendrickson was just a dude like Onyemata the year before that just played a bunch, played a bunch, played a bunch, but then got hurt. Um, and people kind of forget about him, you know. I think his ceiling is Anthony Hargrove. Ooh, I, if you to, I, I, a Hargrove-ish season. If they got five and a if they got five and a half sacks out of him, man, this defense this defense could kill people. Um, you know, uh, so look, uh, that about wraps it up for today. People that are in the fantasy league, pay, pay your, pay your dues. People that are in the fantasy league, and just to recap, look, donate a dollar, you get all the 2019 drunk histories, you get all the quick shots, and if we get to three hundred dollars a month, you get that uh, extra podcast for being a patron. All we ask for is a dollar. If you can give more, we'd love to have more. But all we ask for you is a dollar. You know? Yep. In fact, Ralph and myself are going to uh, do a pregame uh, before the Jaguars uh, preseason game on Thursday. So we're going to do a quick shot pregame of that. So yep. if, if you uh, want to listen to that, donate your dollar quickly. Yes, right. So for Dave, for Andrew, uh, until next week, the bar is closed. Like our YouTube channel. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate.
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.